Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here we are without Victor once again. Yay! I mean, oh. <laughs> so, instead, my good friend Deacon Jeff Drzymski from the Catholic Cafe is going to be here with me today. Deacon Jeff, it's good to have you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm I glad really you're am. here. Now they get to hear that velvety announcer voice all through the show. <laughs> John Edwards. <laughs> That's right. It's good to be with you. What have you been up to? Man, i got to tell you, uh, lots Mm-hmm. I'll just say lots. Can we just say lots and just leave it at that? I think so, yeah. <laughs> you know, and honestly, I think you really don't care to hear. Well, I do. I do because I like, care about it. How's the you. weather? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fine. Well, How you, you doing, John? You yep, doing all right? Yep. See, I fine. actually like you. So I want to <laughs> oh, know. Okay. I want to know. A lot of people ask that, and I'm like already tuned out and gone, right? That's the way we are. I in just life. think that sometimes we ask that question and we don't really want to get into there. <laughs> That's it's right. Like, so, how are you doing today? It's miserable. My life is miserable. Yeah. Everything about me is miserable. And I hate my life and I hate my <laughs> wife and I hate my kids and I'm sick and tired of my job. It's like, dude, I, I just, can you can pass right. me the mashed potatoes? I really don't yeah, need all like, of that. It's like you took two steps and you go, oh, you were going to answer that. <laughs> like, uh, that was rhetorical. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but before we jump in the show here, Jeff, I just want to take a second to say thank you uh, to Covenant Eyes again for supporting us, for sponsoring The Narrow Road and also the podcast. They've been doing that for several months now. Good And people. I know there's a lot of guys that have been sending in uh, emails and texts saying that they found a lot of comfort and a lot of help in that. Yeah. So guys, if you want that free trial, you can go to our website. There's information there. But Covenant Eyes has been, they're in the business of, of helping people uh, break free from pornography and uh, to secure their homes and for their family, you know, to keep their kids from seeing these things. It's everywhere today. I mean, you know this, Deacon Jeff, from, you know, being a deacon and, and talking to people that struggle with this and all of these different problems. And having nine kids, six sons. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. So this is something that everybody needs. It's 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 a good $15 spent every month if you decide to keep it. But, guys, it is something we need in our life. We, we've got to have accountability, and we've got to have something that actually cuts off our ability to see this stuff. Covenant Eyes does it better than anybody else, so go check that out. They've supported us, so please, let's let's support them and and, uh, our needs too. So um, I also want to say thank you to everybody that's been signing up for The Narrow Road, whether you heard me on Gus Lloyd this morning or uh, have just come to The Narrow Road through other things. It's it's continuing to grow. I actually got a picture from a guy in Scotland yesterday, Deacon Jeff, where he was standing in this narrow path and like those grassy areas on a – Island, you know, the island of Scotland, where you're looking over the water in this town. And now, was said, there like a little sort of serpent-looking thing in the background, no, fuzzy? No, it was not there. No, it was not okay. there. Okay. No, just, uh, cu- just curious. There was a guy in a kilt with a broadsword. Oh. <laughs> but no, it, it, he uh, he took a beautiful picture there and just said, you know, this has really helped me in my life. I'm becoming a better husband and father. I've been wanting to do this for so long, and the things that I'm learning in this. In this book and in this community and this brotherhood is really helping me with that. You're gonna have so to rename really it to the wider. You have to widen your narrow road right. because you got so many guys doing it. That's awesome. Well, they got to walk in a straight line. That's okay. Just, well, that's we're back not to so kindergarten, easy. Jeff. We're Hurt, gonna, hurting cats. <laughs> we're gonna tie their their wrists together and we're gonna pull them from the front. Amen. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for all of you that are going through the narrow road, guys. If you're if you're a guy out there that's struggling and you've been listening to this podcast or other things and you're looking for something to help you be the man that God's calling you to be or to Find a place to start in simple ways in your life that you can grow in your relationship with Christ and live virtue. That's the thing. So many of us talk about living virtuously. We, we desire to live virtuously, but we have to make the decision to 
live virtue. So that's what this does. Every month it gives you another virtue to practice in your life, not to talk about or to wish for, but to actually start living and hopefully start adapting in your life as we move down this narrow road. So guys, you can sign up for that at justagayonthepew.com. You can click the community button there. That'll get you in the narrow road. It'll come straight to your house every month, straight to your door for the start of the month. And then you also have access to the videos through the community. You get access to all this other stuff, the, the uh, interview exclusives, the deeper dives on the podcast we do every week, any courses we come out with, and then you get early bird access for any live retreats or anything like that that we put on. So guys, sign up for the community today. It's $20 and then $5 to ship the narrow road and you get all the other stuff I just mentioned. Awesome. So there's guys there that are willing to walk with you. So hop in there today. But Deacon Jeff, it's funny, you know, Victor wasn't wasn't going to be here today, and he's caught up in a lot of work stuff and a lot of things he's got going on. He's caught up in the grind, if you will, yeah. you know, the daily grind of being a husband and a father and an employee and all those things. And, you know, that's something I've been thinking about a lot in general. Um, you know, it's funny that he couldn't be here today because I've, I've been thinking about that over the past week or so. Somebody asked me about a week ago, uh, a lady I'm friends with, we were talking and just having a general conversation, and she said, John, are you enjoying your life? And I was like, well, yeah, what do you mean? I'm in ministry and I love Jesus. And like, I've got kids and a beautiful wife and a house and all these. Yeah, I'm enjoying life. But, you know, we went on through the conversation and I could tell she was kind of like, okay. Like I gave her the I'm fine answer, you know, that you hear all the time. She was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, and it wasn't until later that day uh, when I was at home praying later that night that that question started to stick with me. And I just kept going back to it for a couple of days. And, and I came up with the answer, you know, I went to a quiet place basically in prayer to Jesus was, I haven't been enjoying my life that much lately. And I started to look at why. And so many things started to become just other things I'm doing, piling up on other things, right? I've got to do a podcast. I've got to write content for the near road. I've got to do this. I've got to be here for my kids. I've got to do this for my wife. There's laundry that has to be done. The lawn's got to be mowed. And all of a sudden, it just this, this overbearing cycle of things starts to lose their joy because we start to... We, we start to forget why we do it. Um, it starts to become just more on a plate that just never stops coming. And and we can find ourselves in a place where life becomes very mundane if we're not careful. And I think, you know, I, I, the only thing I would correct in what you just mm-hmm. said is these things stop, they, they lose their joy. Sure. I, I'll be honest with you, some of those things I can't imagine finding joy in laundry. Yeah, that's right. right. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I'm not trying to be facetious there, but it's like, I think what what a more accurate way to say it is these things overcome whatever mm-hmm. joy you thought you had. Yeah. And you end up beginning, you like drown yeah. in this stuff. And I got to admit, I, I know we've had a couple of conversations of late where um, I think we realized, John, that both, both of us realized that some of our best content, some of our best shows, some of our best topics that we discuss or whatever really yeah. comes, they, they come from our, our lived experience. Our, mm-hmm. They really out of our heart. And I think that also sometimes other guys recognize like, dude, he's telling the truth. Yeah. He's speaking to me. It's like, no, I'm really speaking to myself out loud. And then it resonates in their hearts as well. And I know we've talked about, uh, I don't want to say burnout, maybe the wrong question sure. or the wrong, the wrong thing to say about it. I don't think it's burnt out, but it's like, it things can become a grind. Then you start going like, well, wait, I'm doing ministry. Yeah. I'm helping Jesus save souls. I'm the Holy Spirit's working through me. And you think all these things, shouldn't that fill me with joy? And the reality is you realize that every day you got the same bills due. You got the same yeah. hungry mouths at it's home. Groundhog day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's over and over. Every, yeah. <laughs> you wake up every day to the, to, you know, I got you, babe. <laughs> yeah. It's six thirteen in the morning or whatever it was every yeah. single day. And that, 
man, that can lose its luster real quick. It does. It does. You can get caught up in this just this never-ending to-do list of, okay, I finished this. Now I got to go to that. Now I got to go to that. And things in the beginning, when you started things, for instance, certain things like maybe you're a new job or something that you were so happy about, it becomes just another thing that you're doing in your life. And and you know it can you know guys ask me all the time like where do I find God in this sort of grind you know and and it's not uncommon for guys to share with me on the road or you know texting or messaging or through the community that you know I I've I've been doing these things all my life like I continue to check the boxes that people have right. put in front of me right I, I did I went to high school I graduated I went to college or I got a vocation you know a job and went out and got that and then I met the girl that I was supposed to meet and then I had the 2.5 kids or in your case the 9.8 <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and, uh, and and I've done all these things and then you get to a point in your life where you're like maybe in your mid 30s or early 40s and you go like is this it because like I, I imagine life being more exciting than this and, and more entertaining than this and and now I'm just I'm, I'm literally getting up at the same time every day I'm feeding the kids the same cereal every morning, dropping them off at school, going to work, coming home, you know, doing the stuff around the house, going to bed at 9.08, and then getting up and doing it again. Yeah. And and so, you know, a lot of guys have just asked, like, where do I where do I find something in my life to grab onto with this? And when, when I started to look at, at, at myself questioning that whether I enjoyed my life last week, I started to look back at things and go, where's God in all of this? You know, if I wasn't enjoying something, where was God in it? Was I even thinking about him? Was was I doing these things for the glory, for his glory? You know, and I know that may sound like a, a churchy, you know, answer yeah. that I'm giving. I don't believe any of those saints that talk about that stuff, by the way. Yeah, you I mean, don't? Honest, it's like, it's like the, the, you know, like like the little flower, St. Yeah. Therese, you know, of Lisieux. It's like, you know, finding the, the, the little way of Jesus and all sure, that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm being facetious. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, I I love the saints of the church and their, you know, their examples are are good and holy ones that we should follow. But I'm going to say it's really hard. Yeah, oh sure. It, it is. I do not it doesn't come naturally to me. Right. And so those little things, finding God in those little mundane it's like no. I it's I not that I refuse, it's like it is hard. Yeah. No, it's it, it's hard. I mean, you have to look at it and that's the thing. If we constantly start concentrating on just the the never-ending barrage of things that are coming at us and we take our eyes off of what is this for the meaning the purpose you and I were talking about that before the show is what in all of these tasks there is a meaning and a purpose if I'm doing laundry which I hate doing it's so that my wife one doesn't have to do it and so you don't and smell my, when you right. come into the yeah. recording I don't studio. care if I stink but the kids are, <laughs> I'm more worried about them they're kind of nasty but <laughs> but no it, that's the bottom line is like what is the meaning and purpose behind this Am I, one, am I bringing the, uh, glory to God by serving others? I mean, that's a way you can look at laundry. But two, it's something that needs to be done, and I can be a gift to someone else in my life. And so when you go to work, it's not just, I hate this job, I hate this boss, I, I hate everything about it, I hate this type, I was going to say typewriter, but I mean laptop. Showing your age. <laughs> yeah, no, laptop. But are we looking at things like that, or are we looking at it like, Lord, thank you for this job, even though it's tough. And sometimes I, I, I hate it and I'm annoyed with it. But thank you for the gift of this job because it allows me to provide for my family. And that's where I started to kind of bring myself back to the other day is I enjoy ministry. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people thinking, well, is he fixing to quit this? Like, is, he, is it that bad? No, but it just gets to a point where everything sort of becomes this avalanche. And you just feel like I'm just going through the motions and everything. And I don't think you're going to quit either. But yeah. You wouldn't be the first that did if you did. Sure. And, I, and, and I think what ends up happening is all those little things 
they build up. You, you talk about like your, you know, your boss or your, yeah. your business, your, your typing on the keyboard or whatever. And the reality is don't expect to hear like angelic choirs, yeah. like a high C <laughs> yeah. whenever you do everything, whatever it is that you're going to hear this thing. And you know, like this is a sacred and meaningful and purposeful experience yeah. that God is using to glorify and to build his kingdom. It's like, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. But I, I think that you can, eventually tie it all to God because you start with what is this task doing? Right. Right. So whether it's laundry, cleaning your truck, mowing your yard, um, uh, working, uh, going to your daily grind job mm-hmm. that you don't really enjoy. Sure. Right. The money, what, what are you doing with that money? Uh, you have a family, what's happening with that money with the family that you're taking care of your family, you're putting yeah. a roof over their head, you're seeing the joy. So all those, the moments that you do love, like the birthday parties or the, yeah. you know, the sitting and watching the sunset on the beach, you know, when your family vacation, whatever those moments are that you go like, now that was, that was, that was beautiful. That was made possible. Because by of the, the work, the daily yeah. work that you did, by the things that you that you distaste have such great distaste for, and it's like not you personally, but yeah. but it's like you you can you can see meaning and purpose when you can find the meaning and purpose of what you do now. If you have no meaning and purpose for what you're doing, you probably should stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if nothing's coming from it, if not even money's coming from it, that's right. Then it's like, what are you doing? Why are you rearranging the sock drawer every single sure. day? It's like, okay, stop. <laughs> Yeah. You know, have a messy sock drawer. <laughs> and and I know that's not a very spiritual thing, but you have to start that small place and find God where you are yeah. to uh to to experience that moment there with God and bring yourself to peace and stop trying to put like like my happiness is dependent upon whether or not I finish this paper in time for school or whether or not I get this right, task yeah. done for job my job, you know, cuz cuz as soon as you finish doing that, guess what? There's not only going to be one, there's going to be two things that come after yep, it. right after it. Yep, they're looking to, to, to do the same thing to you if you have the same mindset. But, you know, I want to go back. You said uh, some of those things aren't always going to aren't always gonna do some massive things. So you're telling me that if I'm washing my kids' drawers, like 48 people aren't getting out of purgatory or now, anything like that? Now, you can, you can ask, yes. Yes, you, some, some of those things are, are going to be good. But see, that, to yeah. me, that's a that, – all kidding aside, yeah. that's like a higher spiritual realm. Yeah. And frankly, I'm not always there. Oh, yeah, me either. Right? Me either. But there are times where I have like – maybe I have a little more spiritual security in my life and I start to realize that some of those things that test me are, are things that I can utilize in a spiritual way – to the benefit of others, yeah, right? To sure. those souls in purgatory, to yeah. people around me, and even to my own self, where it's like, I need this discipline. Yeah, I, I need this right now. I need to have some mindless thing that I'm doing to take my mind off of all the other stuff or whatever. And you start to realize that there, there are spiritual benefits, right? So that not everything has this higher purpose and don't expect that. Because I think the flip side to all this also is, I think sometimes we expect too much. Yeah, That's what I was talking yeah. about with hearing an angelic high C from sure. some choir of angels when every time you do everything, you that's not going to happen. Yeah, we seek the extraordinary and, a lot. And we all, exactly, and we want like some kind of emotional high. That's why you experience guys that maybe they change jobs all the time because they need something new and fresh. Yeah, sure. And unfortunately, they change girlfriends or they change yeah. some other mode of stimulation in their life because they, they're never satisfied. Right. And, the, and what you don't always realize is in my own life, I've experienced that. Like when I when I haven't had that kind of satisfaction, I realize that I'm actually enslaved to my emotions. Yeah, and I want to feel good, right? I want sure. I want a, a good feeling, and that's not the same as joy. 
Right. We talked about that a little bit last week, you know, the feelings and the faith. I mean, you were sitting here and you heard some of that yeah. too, you know, where we can't, we can't let our faith I and thought where I we dreamed it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, thought it was, sorry. I thought the Lord came to me nope, in a dream. Give me five bucks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, that's right. But no, you're exactly right. And I think what you're getting at is we do chase the extraordinary a lot. I mean, I can remember um, before I was really involved in the faith, my life like lived and died on what I was doing on Friday and Saturday night. Or if somebody called me to go to a basketball game or something, something to look forward to other than I got to get up tomorrow and go to work. I got to get up and do this. If I had that one thing I could look forward to, I was like, yeah, I mean, my life, I could feel that joy well up within me or those feelings you're talking right. about, those emotions. And then the problem is though, as soon as that ball game was over, as soon as that Friday night was over, then uh, to your point, I was looking for the next thing. So I imagine right? you were miserable on Sunday night. Yeah, I was. Oh, I hated Sunday night. Yeah, because Sunday night was the end of yeah. the weekend. For Usually you. back then, it was watching a lot of NFL football and halftime of that Sunday night game. I was pretty depressed. Yeah, <laughs> just like, it's like all right, man. it's over, and now we've got another seven days of the grind before I find this one thing that I enjoy again. And you know, it, it really reminds me of addiction a lot when you were talking about it that way, because you are sort of chasing that next high. And our life isn't about that; it's about finding purpose and meaning as you said in those mundane things yeah, in the purpose, grind. purpose and meaning i think is also uh we'll just go ahead and say it's a it's a code word for god yeah exactly I mean, essentially at the end of the day let's just start with purpose and meaning let's start with like what what is the benefit of this thing that i'm doing right now right ultimately when you can follow that path you're going to find god at the end of that path sure i think even yeah. in the laundry, even in making car payments, even in dealing with that boss or whatever that person you you don't like at work, I was going to say hate, but that's yeah. a bad word. <laughs> you know, and it's like you start with meaning and purpose, and that's going to lead us to like a higher purpose for sure. us. And it takes the feelings out of it because it sort of separates it. This is why I'm doing it. This is this is the the reasoning behind it. Therefore, my feelings don't matter anymore. There's a purpose here, and you can pull your feelings out of that by knowing that this is the greater good. This is what I have to do. There's some things in life that we just have to do to survive yeah. and to be there for our family and to put a roof over their head and things like that, like with our work. But you can separate your feelings from those things when you look at it and you identify there is a reason for me to be doing this. Yeah. There's a good that comes from this. And then you, it helps really teach us sacrifice, right? That I may not always feel like doing something that 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 uh, I need to be doing or that needs to be done, but I'm doing it out of love and out of those things. And then through those moments, you can find God. I mean, Father Jean-Pierre Cassad had said, you know, a quote that I found earlier, you seek God and he is everywhere. Everything proclaims him. Everything gives him to you. You know, a lot of times we talked about extraordinary. We feel like we have to have some massive thing in our life happen to be able to find God. That's a God moment, right? Did you see that? That was spectacular. Yeah. But but God, as we talk about so many times, you and I, you know, personally, but also on the show, is that God is in these little moments and these little choices. And that's the way I tell guys about virtue all the time, too, is, you know, there's this thing within us with, with men that think we got to go you know, jump in front of a train and save a cat to live virtuously or something, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Push a kid out in front of a bus. But it's in those everyday moments and in those small decisions that we make every day, the choices that aren't easy, the stuff we don't want to do, the the harder choice where we find the virtue that we're looking for. And we start to live that path of, of holiness that we've been seeking in our lives. And it may not be some grand thing where, like you said, bells are ringing and you got a parade congratulating you and all that stuff. It's just a moment of knowing... I did this and I did it for other people and I, I got out of myself in that. And yes, this is a grind and yes, this is repetitive, but I can find God in this and I can find purpose in it. And then it transforms it into something for the greater glory. You know, I, 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 I'm, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking um, 
you're, I think you're dead on, but I think I would even go further to say this. If we remind ourselves that God could have stayed as, as spirit father, sure. right? He could have stayed yeah. in heaven forever. Yeah, and and still created the earth and everything, and and kind of set it all like you know in motion, and just kind of stayed away, but he didn't. Sure, I mean God chose to intervene in a very personal and profound way, right? So so Jesus like comes into the world, into our world, mm-hmm. into our mucky, messy, dirty world. Yeah, right to save it, versus um, like. What's that? Oh, it looks like a big hand coming out of the sky with a note sure. on it that tells us what to do. <laughs> That's not the same thing as, oh, look, it's God's only begotten Son come to die for us. Yeah. Right? So if that's the case, so God chose to send His Son. Jesus chose to come into the world for us. Don't you think He also chooses, rather than us find Him in the mundane, that He actually chooses to come into the mundane? And right. So in other words, God's already in our laundry. Sure. Yeah. He's already in our uh, rotten boss situation. He's already in the room with us. Yeah. And w- the times that I, I struggle, and the t- if I stop and think about that, um, and that's why it's neat, I, I think, either to like wear a crucifix. I've got my, I don't want to, have to reach in here and get it, but if sure. I got my little pocket rosary, finger mm-hmm. rosary, you know, it's like when, when I feel those things, it reminds me of, of a divine presence that's with me. Sure. Right, that's why I like those physical reminders, and so those are the little things. So in those moments, remember Jesus—he's already with you. Yeah, he's already here. Sure, right. You just need to acknowledge that he's here, or recognize, or receive him. Yeah, in whatever that, you're doing. That's what when the, the lady I was talking to, she told me she's like, we were when we were talking, she's like, where is Jesus in all of this? Visualize him when you're in those hard moments. Where is he? What's he doing? And it does help. It sounds you know at first kind of kooky, like I'm closing my eyes and trying to vision Jesus, but it does help you. To see he was there and he was in the middle Just of it. Just don't do it when you're driving. That's right. Yeah, yeah, avoid that. <laughs> but you know, to your point too, like even even when Jesus was a, was a, a young man, all the way up until he was thirty, I mean, he spent his life in the mundane, right? He was in he was learning from his father. He was you know learning to be a, a carpenter and doing the work of a carpenter for thirty years before he ever was set out on his full mission. Right? And then when he, he went out on mission, what did he do? I mean, he went and visited people, went to weddings, he went to sure. dinners. Yeah, uh, he hung out with the the wrong people right but ultimately it was the right people but sure. the point is he 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 went into the mundane of life yeah right he didn't sit on a throne on earth which is what everybody was expecting right we want some great military leader to come on a horse and save us or we want some king to sit on a throne here on earth right now and and get rid of all of our our oppression and sin and badness and make everything better it's like he walked amongst us sure. and that that should teach us that he's found in that day-to-day struggle and that day-to-day strife. Right. And even when he was found in the temple and he was, as a young child, going out to do what he felt inside he was supposed to be doing, even in that moment, his mom and father, you know, when they found him, they called him back to that normal mundane life. You know, she said, "Don't basically don't do this again, right? Don't run off. And he came home with them and then spent all those years doing those things he had to do. I mean, I'm sure there were times in his life where where he spent, like, I, I need to be doing other things, right? There's something else out there for me. You know, I'm supposed to be, there's a mission I have for my father. But he also knew, and he says multiple times in the gospel, I'm here to do my father's will. And at that time in his life, his father's will was for him to, to be in that carpenter shop, to be Joseph's son, right? To, right? to learn from him. And so, you know, a lot of times when we feel like life isn't extraordinary or 
that we're not living the way we should in the faith or things like that, I think we need to be a little bit easier on ourselves and say, you know what, God has put this before me. God's got me here for a purpose. I need to start looking at what that is in everything that I do and see where he is in it. And start, start small. Yeah, the small things, exactly. Don't, let me, don't try to find the answers to everything. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, for as long as there have been human beings on this planet, we've been searching for the answers. Sure. We make like bigger telescopes and more strong microscopes, and we just keep looking for the God particle, or we look for the yeah. most distant universe, and we want to find the answers. And the, the, We're going to keep searching for those answers until yeah. the day that we die. Right, and and I understand that. So sometimes to me, it's like, can I just figure out like, can I just find peace in this day? Mm-hmm. Like, so can I just accept what is the task that's in before me? Let me just do the best job I can at this thing that I think that I hate. Yeah, and maybe I'll start to find some sense of meaning and purpose in this thing that I hate. Right. So on Monday morning, like after your miserable Sunday night, your Monday morning. Yeah. Like, what if you'd gone into Monday morning work going, you know what? I'm going to sell some auto parts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to make some people happy. Yeah. I'm going to fix their car for them. I don't, if that's all I do today, I'll bring joy to somebody. Right. And maybe that'll bring a little joy to myself. That's right. It's just a little way of looking at those kind of things. It is a great way to look at it. And two, I mean, to be able to have those conversations with God, we need to have that tight relationship with them so we can have conversations about these things. Where are you, God? Where are you in this? You know, there's a lot of times in our life where we don't feel him sometimes, as we talked about last week, and we we, we kind of look for him and we ask him, God, where are you in this? And so if you're a guy out here that wants to do what we're talking about, that that really wants to learn how to do what we've been talking about the last few minutes about seeing God in the small things and finding the value in these things instead of looking at them in a certain way, then, you know, look, you learn those things by growing in a relationship with Christ. And we've got a great way we talked about at the beginning of the show to do that through the narrow road. You know, there's those, those practices each and every week. They're going to help you have conversations with God through the scriptures, through prayer, and through living virtue. And that's a, that's one of the small places to start, as you say. If you want to live this way, then pick up something and do something about it. Grab that narrow road and start working there and see where God takes you. But I guarantee you that if you start putting in that work and you start to seek where is he in these things and what is he calling me to do, what are the meaning and purposes behind even the most mundane things in my life, then you're going to feel yourself getting the answers you want and starting to live that life a little differently. One step at a time. That's right. Amen. So I hear that music. Uh, we're coming into the show here. Deacon Jeff, I thank you for being with me. And Happy to be here. We're going to close with the Our Father. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, Our Father who, who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will, will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.